to Bunta Vista episode 233. I'm Theo and I have the night off. Uh, my wife has packed my son Finn in the car and driven to the in-laws for a visit. So I've just got a podcast with my buds and then free time. So we're talking like 5pm all the way up until whenever it is that I decide to go to sleep with absolutely zero responsibilities. Um, I'm thinking maybe, you know, I do a few chores first up, listening to Strapping Young Lad, kind of just like fucking wilding out around the house. Uh, and then like once I'm satisfied that I've at least sort of made myself a little bit productive and that kind of thing, might sell him for some Sekiro. Um, maybe I'll, meet, I'll beat Madame Butterfly. Um, see what's next. Um, if I'm not looking for something so intense, maybe I can kind of switch over to Inscription. Pretty cool little card game with some uh, mystery going on there. Uh, maybe I can do some game development for myself. So, like, I mean, the world's my oyster. It all kind of sounds, sounds kind of ideal to me. Um, but, wouldn't you know it, hovering above my left shoulder is a horrible <laughs> little devil with a <laughs> shitty little pitchfork. It's Lucy. Hey, Lucy. Hey, man, you hey. should have a brewski. Yeah, now, <laughs> that's a, I reckon that's a good start. Um, and also, what you were telling me before is that um, instead of, like, relaxing and enjoying myself, maybe I should, like, think of things I did in my teens or 20s and then, like, regret mm-hmm. those things. Like, maybe yeah. hyperfixate on specific events and try and extract new and horrible meanings <laughs> from my memories of them. Can you tell me more about that? You should, like, go all the way back. Like, you should think about things you did as a child <laughs> that you're embarrassed about. Oh, I've been thinking a lot, like, lately. Not, not like, to, to great depths, but I haven't really had the time. And, you know, this evening I've got time to explore it a bit more that, you mm. know, maybe um, I really, like, harmed my relationship with my parents by being such a shitty little child. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're right. You should really and, like, dwell on that. And really <laughs> yeah. fixate on that. You've got yeah. a lot of time. Go deep. You know, think of anything you did that you might have disappointed your parents or Yep. Otherwise, um, completely damaged your relationship with them and thus your relationships with everyone else in your life and future. I reckon I could probably come up with a few few things. Um, probably like prepare a little mental list and then go and have a shower. And that'll mm-hmm. just like last for like 35 minutes while I'm just sort of standing motionless, kind yeah. of thinking, turning, turning memories over in my mind and that sort of thing. Great idea. All right. Well, that's one option. Um so I've got enjoying myself, um, spiraling into regret, and also hovering above my right shoulder um, is another horrible little devil, uh, also with a shitty little pitchfork. It's Ben. And Ben, um, you, you were saying to me, don't listen to Lucy. Mm. Uh, instead, try and think of some new things I could be regretting about my current life. Now, that doesn't sound fun to me. I've got some other fun things that are you know, on the possibility list. Can you give me the elevator pitch real quick? Oh, sure. Well, obviously, you've got so many things that you could be doing tonight, right? Yeah. Like, so many. But you only have a finite amount of time to do them in. Only so much. So, I also want to kind of spend that time wisely. Yes. And it's really important that you spend this time wisely because how many nights like this are you going to get off? This year? You know, like three, four? We're talking three or four a year. So, you have to choose the perfect thing. You know what the worst thing in the world would be? Oh, fuck you. Is that if you spent your whole night thinking about what the perfect thing was instead of picking the perfect thing. Wouldn't that be terrible? So what if I, like, opened Steam Mm -hmm. and, you know, I'd already said, look, hey, Sekiro, Inscription, both good options. But what if... But what if they weren't the perfect choice? What if they weren't? And what if I was sort of, like, started on my... um, my recommended list and sort of Mm. start going through, see if there's anything on sale. Nothing really there. 
And then and then maybe if you did that for oh, 45 minutes, then you went, yep. no, 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 no. I've actually been doing this for too long. Maybe yeah. I should do something shorter and I should go watch a movie. And then yeah. um, you could go and you could sit in front of the TV flicking through uh, Netflix or Plex or any of the services. And then you could spend two hours trying to pick the right movie. And then it could be too late. It's too early to go to bed, but it's too late to start something. Yeah. So maybe, maybe you should just... Just fall asleep there on the couch. <laughs> Beer open but untouched because you've been too stressed to drink it. I'm I'm thinking that so so far so good. Just a couple of comments yes. there. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. we do risk we do risk in this scenario actually like not achieving anything productive whatsoever. So what I'm thinking Ooh, is keep the movie hmm. but then beforehand I set up um bit torrents so that I download a copy of Ableton Live. Yeah. because uh, I don't currently have it in my in my setup. Um, I don't actually have Bitcoin on my laptop, so I probably have to look at um best sorry Bitcoin uh, BitTorrent sorry um so I probably have to look at like best BitTorrent client for Mac OS. You might want to Mac OS. Might yeah, you'd probably want to go into the Discord and then ask people, hey, what torrent sites we're using these days? Yeah, uh, which which uh torrent clients are the best ones, and then wait an hour while they devolve yeah. into some weird argument. Mm. Is Switzerland still the VPN endpoint that you want to kind of uh, connect to to avoid your like being logged by by government trackers and that sort of thing? Is the guy that runs this Pirate Bay proxy a pedophile? Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, or just a drug trafficker? Yeah. Um, Can I just make like a little another suggestion? Kind yeah, of left yeah, yeah. field. We're sort of in brainstorming mode. Yeah, here. so you We've could got all choose. Night. I've got all night. So you could choose the perfect movie to watch on Netflix. Yeah. But uh, yeah. while you do that. What you could do is open your phone and open the app Twitter, because <laughs> yeah. you might be like, yeah. you might need a little, a little more stimulation, a little more mental stimulation, and you could scroll a thread of people arguing about something that makes like yeah. it makes you want to not be alive anymore, and yeah, just I keep could kind reading of like, that. Go and check out the replies to a Scott Adams tweet or something. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then you could start scrolling through the profiles of the people who reply to those things favorably. Yeah. And then you could realize yeah. that you've entirely missed the movie Heat the whole time that it's been on the TV. <laughs> and that movie is three and a half hours long. Mm, yeah. <laughs> it's 11 p.m. But you certainly learned a lot about the beliefs of a guy called Patriot Dilbert. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless. Well, it sounds like I've got a really um, cool and fun night ahead of me. You know what my uh, earnestly my secret to getting through those nights is mm. um, the nights where you have free time, which is such an <laughs> insane thing to complain about, uh, is that I make sure I put in the work during the day of setting in stone the things that I'm going to do that oh, night. Fuck, that's good. And having the movie chosen, I have it already downloaded and ready to go or whatever. So I just I cook my dinner, have a lovely time doing that. I sit down, I watch the movie, and I go, oh, I might read my book for a bit, and then bam, mm. I don't spend the whole night just being like, fuck, what if I'm never, what if I never have free time again? I, I honestly think that that's the that's the go. I think I'm gonna. There's no phone. Gonna put that on charge. Yeah. Gonna put. Mm. Gonna microwave or or might even oven because I've got. We'll finish this podcast just before five, so mm-hmm. I'll be able to heat the uh, leftover pasta bake up in the oven. Oh, mm. oh that's nice. Nice. Yeah. Pop open my um, uh, my my twelve year scotch, play some Sekiro, and then uh, read some um, Arkady Renko. Hard-boiled Russian detective 
until I fall asleep. Yeah, well, that, that classic so, bachelor lifestyle. Yeah, so fuck the both of you for suggesting I go off on a spiral of <laughs> of regret and negativity. And if uh, we've engaged with you enough on this intro, uh, we've hopefully actually made your paranoia worse. <laughs> you have made a hell of your own making where you're asking two people to improvise ways to make you feel bad. <laughs> two people that know you well as well. That seems mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah this... Uh, this podcast can be pretty strange sometimes, mm. but it's not the strangest place. The strangest place is the Netherlands. <laughs> it is time, of course, for the segment either known as Dutch Watch or Netherlands Corner or Netherlands Watch or Dutch Corner. And this is where I would put the theme. <laughs> hey everybody, I'm from Holland. Isn't that weird? You would. But yeah, may- maybe, it maybe I won't. Maybe I will. You'll find out, the listener. Uh, This is from our dear, treasured friends at DutchNews.nl, except no substitutes. Hong Kong officials try to track down Dutch hamsters with COVID. So far, so good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The authorities in Hong Kong are anxious to trace the whereabouts of hamsters reportedly imported from the Netherlands, which may be infected with coronavirus. What? Remember so, that period in like February, I'm going to say last year, where it, where it was kind of like maybe coronavirus would be a funny thing that yeah. doesn't really go anywhere. Yeah. yeah. And then like two weeks later, they're like, well, we think dogs can catch coronavirus. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, it's not that my kind doggo. Of thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my my heckin' papa. It has, really was uh, a tight turnaround from, you mean like the beer? To, <laughs> I haven't seen my family in a year. Yeah. yeah. Some of the hamsters... And we're still here. Sorry. Yeah, here we are. <laughs> Omicron, how you doing? Some of the hamsters were sold at a pet shop whose owner has since been diagnosed with coronavirus, local media reported. M- makes sense. Subsequent testing of the animals in the shop showed that 11 hamsters had the Delta variant. <gasps> what? That's not true. That's something simply... It's, it's funny that they have a specific variant. Like, obviously they do, but, like, the idea of, like, a hamster getting Omicron is quite funny to me. Yeah. yeah. How do they test them? They're going to put their little, little Tiniest thing up swab their little you've nose. ever seen? Yeah. The tiniest, cutest little swab you've ever seen in his little nose. Now, hold that really adorable mental image in your mind as I read you the next paragraph. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Hong Kong has been virtually free of coronavirus infections last year because of stringent measures. People who purchased a hamster in the last three weeks have been urged not to cuddle the animal and to call the hamster hotline so it can be picked up and killed. <laughs> you know that adorable pet that you just got and you love? Do not give it a cuddle. We're sending someone to your house to pick it up and throw it as hard as they can against the wall. <laughs> really? Disincentivizing you to call that phone number. Please, we are urging you. Have to, your pet killed by have- us. The hamster hitman come around to your house with a big the gun. SWAT team. <laughs> hamster SWAT team. They come and just fill him with bullets. Also, what a, like a one-two punch to have the first half of that be, oh, don't cuddle your hamster, and the second uh. half be, please request someone come around and murder it. Uh. And also, no final cuddle before it's gone, I guess. No. Yeah. If we're not available, put it in a little plastic baggie and get a rolling pin. <laughs> <laughs> or you could use a juicero if you've got one. <laughs> It's well, as we found out, it's actually more efficient to squeeze it in my hand. 
and I'm going to apologize in advance for the next sentence as well. Uh, the other animals in the shop, which tested negative, were also put down. Oh, come <laughs> on. It's not their fault. Jesus Christ, this is grim. It's so Jesus. grim. I'm so sorry. <laughs> The other, uh, the cull order applies to all hamsters bought in Hong Kong since December 22nd, when a shipment of the animals arrived from the Netherlands. The second shipment arrived on January 7th, the South China Morning Post said. The Hong Kong Health Authority said at a press conference that the virus may have jumped from hamsters to people. If you have a hamster, keep it indoors, Health Chief Myung Siu Fai said. Don't kiss your hamster. And also <laughs> call the me. phone number that. <laughs> you have it murdered. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when, when we talk about shipment of hamsters, how many do we reckon we're talking about here? I I'm don't know. A lot of hamsters. Are I'm picturing like a shipping container. Ten thousand hamsters. Full of them. It's insane that like they've completely blanket stopped all sales on hamsters because of one. That's shipment. pretty weird. Is it one company importing hamsters to Hong Kong? Can't you just breed them in Hong Kong? Why are you importing hamsters? I don't know right. much about the pet trade. The, the fancy ones, the import hamsters. Oh, you know, yeah. those domestic hamsters are always a little bit shit. Yeah, those are little, they're beautiful hamsters with the fancy hair. Yeah, I prefer to get my hamsters from the rescue, but, you know. It's just me. Some people <laughs> like a designer hamster. Yeah. The transmission of infectious disease from animal to human is not thought to contribute significantly to the spread of coronavirus, although in the Netherlands, infected mink may have passed the virus to workers. <laughs> oh. oh. <sighs> it's a real... What are you doing with those mink? Yeah. yeah. Well, the mm. workers have been advised to stop kissing the mink. <laughs> <laughs> we know that dogs, cats, ferrets and hamsters too can get coronavirus, a spokesman for the Agricultural Ministry told broadcaster NOS. But so far, that has not been shown to play a relevant role in coronavirus infections in humans. The ministry said it would liaise with the Hong Kong authorities to verify the information and said it would involve the Public Health Institute, RIVM, if the virus has made the jump from hamster to human. According to the RIVM, Dutch research shows that most animals with coronavirus are infected by their owners and that their symptoms are generally mild. That's something That's good. at least. Sounds yeah. like it's the owners yeah. who should be put down. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Maybe yeah. man, no, where the man is, is the, the real animal. Is the, an, is the disease. Man is the real diseased hamster. Yeah. What yeah, it'd be think? a shame if, like, hamsters with Delta just got a horrible little cough and then exploded on day four. <laughs> he's got the sniffles. He's got a runny nose. And oh, oh, okay. He's turned into a cloud of fur and shrapnel. Mm. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> Common <laughs> symptoms include detonation. Exploding like one of those birds that get hits by a, gets hit by a tennis ball during like a professional mm. match. Um, so I don't know if you... Yes. Do you know specifically that video of the baseball pitcher who hits a pigeon out of the air. Yes. Yes, I do. Uh, he has a consultancy company, and the uh, the logo for that consultancy company is an upside-down dead pigeon. Wow. Oh. So he's not... I don't think he's truly, like, conflicted he about in. the time that he uh, kablamoed a pigeon with a 140 miles per hour fastball. Yeah, I guess it's a hmm. real... Pigeon would have done the same thing to him type situation, <laughs> I guess. What does he consult for? What does he consult? What's a consultant? Do any of you know? I think you just take meetings and then you charge $300 an hour. That's my understanding. Yeah. That sounds like a job for me. Now, that was a, 
a pretty sensational story, but it's not the place that we normally get our sensational stories from. Usually, we get them from the UK tabloids. It's time, of course, for tabloid phenomenon. Fist-headed man destroys church. This is a story from Wales Online. Now just sort of bear with me because there's a few twists and turns in this headline. Self-proclaimed mm-hmm. son of the DeLorean inventor, quote, receives orders from the Taliban. <laughs> what? <laughs> Pardon? <laughs> This Self-proclaimed like a, son a is regency something. thing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> are we going to install an anti-Delorean inventor? <laughs> what? Now this this takes a few turns. Um, okay. The self-proclaimed son of the Delorean inventor has designed a rebooted rebooted version of the famous car and claims he has received orders from the Taliban. Ty DeLorean, 40, who claims to be the son of car legend John DeLorean, says the current rulers of Afghanistan want his Back to the Future cars to be used by government officials there. Oh, my God. He has been trying to reignite the DeLorean Motor Company by building hybrids of the iconic cars. He says he has now received an offer from the newly formed Afghan government. In an email, he was told the militant group that took back control of the country last year wanted to mass-produce his vehicle for its government officials. (laughs) He said he was, quote, open to the business opportunity as he felt it could be used as part of peace negotiations as a, quote, vehicle for change. (laughs) This is just one guy said some stuff. Yep. None, like, he's just said some things that aren't true. <laughs> he's said that the Taliban has approached him and that he thinks he might be able to create peace with the Taliban regime by selling them his version of the DeLorean that he made because he is supposedly the son, the son of John DeLorean. That's right. <laughs> Unconfirmed. It's pretty. I feel like that's pretty easy information to confirm if someone well, I, is the son of someone. You'd think that. Uh, Ty of New Key... New Key... Nuki Cornwall uh, said he had subsequently been in contact with the British government who told him it was illegal to make deals with the Taliban. (laughs) (laughs) But he did say if they did drop their hardline stance against women, he could be open to entering into discussions with them. Oh, he's an (laughs) ally. Imagine if that was the thing that finally got the Taliban. They want that DeLorean so bad. They want it so bad. They convert to feminism. I don't want to foreshadow too much, but um, there's a twist coming up in this article that you have no possible way of anticipating. Like well, this, All of this so far of is not the twist. This is the setup. The twist is still coming. John dies at the end of this story. I mean, John DeLorean is already dead. That was a... Mm -hmm. He said, quote, I had offers for business from the current Afghan government, but I don't really know what to do about it. It was via email saying that they had received previous reports of the car on their desk that they were interested in mass producing it. They would start with cars for government officials and then lead on from that. Now, what does that mean? Does that mean they start mass producing them for everyone else as well? I think they're replacing the the like the um, Toyota, the Hilux. Yeah, Yeah. they mount, you know, 7.62 mil. Uh, heavy machine guns on the back of them and kind of roll around. But imagine if that was a a car with, like, cool doors that went... Now, like, what you're describing is quite silly. Mm-hmm. And just hold that in your mind. All right. 
because it gets worse. I phoned the UK government and they said they wanted to see all the emails and they told me it was illegal to do business with the Taliban in any way, shape or form. <laughs> that put a bit of a dampener on things. But I probably <laughs> wouldn't have pursued it anyway because of their laws against women. <laughs> I love how open this guy is. Like, oh, but maybe, probably not, but you never know. But, uh, oh, the Taliban, pretty bad, but are they that bad? Imagine phoning the British government and be like, Hello, hey. is this the British government? Can I do business with the Taliban? Can I make nope. DeLoreans? Oh, don't worry, I'm going to ask them about their women's stance. Yeah. I'm going to get them you... to come around on the woman thing. Yeah. How do you guys then... feel about chicks now? Oh, still bad, huh? Mm, that's a shame. <laughs> I thought the car could be some sort of peace negotiation, like a vehicle for change. Just like the original DeLorean helped bring groups together, maybe the car could be used to get the Taliban to drop their hardline stance. Like a new beginning in the Middle East peace negotiations. Incredible. What a guy. The, the communication was supposedly from current Afghani transport minister Kudratullah Zaki. He apparently wrote to Thai, quote, The Civil Aviation of Islamic Emirate of Afghanistan extends its compliments to you and your brilliant motor vehicle, a DeLorean Motor Company. Uh, worth noting, this man does not work for the DeLorean Motor Company in any mm. way, shape or form. And it's kind of not his thing. No. I, also, I just want to note that I found this man's Instagram. Don't look at the car. Don't you look at it. You close your eyes right now. I've scrolled quite far back. There's a lot of pictures of uh, legal letters from the DeLorean Motor Company in the matter of intellectual property proceedings. Yep. Oh, yes. Yes, sir. <laughs> 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 the correspondent said they would, quote, like to move forward with investment in your business and describe the cars as, quote, perfect for the rural roads in Afghanistan. How can that be true? How can that, <laughs> there is how can no that possibly way that that's true. be cool? true? Ty claimed it was signed off on by the head of the Taliban, Hibatullah Akunzada, and said he was now dealing with his deputy and the transport minister. He said it was not a shock to him that some governments were interested, but he was surprised that it was the Taliban who came forward. <laughs> he added, quote, The car has had a great deal of exposure across the world, and I have previously had correspondence with the Indian government. I did anticipate someone mass-producing these vehicles or a four-wheeled version at some stage. Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. Yep. yep. Something just something just happened there. Yes. So. Mm hmm. So that's cars, sort of four wheels. Four wheels traditionally. Yes. Traditionally. Mm. Yeah. Now he's re he might be referring to a four wheel drive version, perhaps of this, because no. the DeLoreans are a rear wheel drive. Probably not what I'd want in the desert. No. Um, in rural areas, etc. Um. Probably he's, pretty fun, he, like a Group B rally car, but... Uh, he is describing adding a fourth wheel uh, to the current design of the car that he has. Which has four wheels. His car has three wheels because it is a hybrid between... A wheel uh, and a bike? DMC a DeLorean and yeah. the Reliant Robin. The no, tidy three-wheeled mm, British car. I can see where you might be getting confused here. Classically, the DeLorean has four wheels, and when we talk about hybrids in, like, yep. in you know, motor, um, motor business, as they mm. call it in the biz, mm. uh, we're talking about like a a car that has an engine and then a battery, and they sort of supplant each other quite well. The ba battery is giving like low down torque, yes. and efficiency. So now you've gotten you've been bamboozled here because I said the word hybrid in the context of cars. So you yes. interpret it as yeah. a hybrid car. What I meant was absolutely as a hybrid, it's a hybrid in the as sense any of any sane person would do. But when you're both saying a fly and a man go into <laughs> a a teleporter. Yeah. And then you get a hybrid. When you put a Reliant Robin and a DeLorean inside a teleporter, mm. you get 
a DeLorean that has three wheels. <laughs> it has two back wheels and one front wheel. Why would you take a wheel away? <laughs> what could be improved by fucking... It we is the it. shittiest <laughs> little car. So it's a Reliant Robin uh, in <laughs> brushed metal silver with gullwing doors. Oh, my God. What? Yep. Uh, and what do we call this thing so we can go and search for it? Uh, I don't even know what he is calling this. DeLorean Reliant Robin. Now, that looks like shit. Yeah, it's ugly as fuck, right? Uh, it's... Approximately one foot wide. <laughs> Slightly shorter than it yeah. is wide. <laughs> Seats 0.7. And that's perfect for the rural roads of Afghanistan. So that's wonderful. He continues, uh, The story is still developing. If it goes anywhere else, I don't know. But if they drop their hardline stance, I would be interested. My ambition has always been to mass produce these cars and reignite the DeLorean dream. It's just a shame the Taliban are so controversial. <laughs> he really thinks he has something here, doesn't he? It's a shame they're so spicy at the moment. If only the Taliban was less spicy to touch. I would rather get an offer from someone else. <laughs> I can see it legitimately happening. It could be mass-produced in the future and be a great seller in third-world countries. Mm. We could then mm-hmm. repay the British taxpayer and build DeLorean cars here for the rest of the world. Rest of the world. Right back where it started. Ty has also been at the centre of a legal dispute with DMC itself, where he's been uh-huh. accused of passing off his prototype cars as legitimate DeLoreans. Now, yes. I can see why they would think that, given that uh, he has included the DMC logo uh, completely verbatim on the front of um, what can only be described as a Reliant Robin with Gullwing doors. Yes. It's also on yeah. the shitty jacket and hat that he wears every time he poses for a photo with them, which is cool. <laughs> Does this count as a scam? He's doing a scam, and I, I think I like it. I think he earnestly believes that he's not, but I also think he might not be a very smart man. He's not great at what he's doing. Yeah, but he is doing the hell out of it. He's, he's really gunning for it. <laughs> Ty maintains he has a right to sell these cars and said the case was ongoing and that it was ex- and that he expected it to end in court. He added, quote, I spoke to my solicitor and this is not going away. I've paid court fees of £600 and it's all been filed accordingly. There is going to be a hearing and I cannot see myself losing. They seem to be under the impression I've been selling cars. I've not sold any. It is purely artistic impressions at this point and is not a clear-cut trademark infringement. However, I mean, you're if the Taliban... <laughs> but he also advertises them on his website. He'll sell you one for £25,000. Oh, my God. That is so much money. Yeah, for a car that you can't for really fit a person in. That's for your child to drive. Oh, you don't want one? Well, maybe the Taliban really wants them. <laughs> you know? I don't want to make you jealous, but I've had... A lot of interest from the Taliban. A lot of interest from a certain ruling militant group of a certain <laughs> Middle Eastern country. Podcasts. They're nature's greatest natural resource, and it's important that they're harvested sustainably. Editing, production, fart sound effects. These are all important resources from our local ecosystems. That's why we're asking you to go to patreon.com slash Vista and pledge five US dollars a month to help support the healthy growth of a homegrown podcast like Vista. 
In exchange, you'll get an extra sustainably farmed episode every week, access to our Discord, and a naturally pristine, promo-free podcast feed. Thank you for helping look after one of nature's most precious resources. Now, he's certainly going to be receiving a lot of mail from the lawyers at the DeLorean Motor Company. We also get a little bit of mail over here. It's time to dip into our mailbag. Theo, if you wanted to do a little dance, just to really... We don't really check the Facebook. Yeah, there you go. 1-800-317-515 That's the Punta Vista Hotline 1-800-317-515 That's the Punta Vista Hotline You can send us an email Mailbag at PuntaVista.com Maybe DM us on Twitter you could even message Facebook, but we don't really check the Facebook. Yeah, hundred three one seven five one five. That's the Punta Vista hotline. One eight hundred three one seven five one five. That's the Punta Vista hotline. That's beautiful. Uh, this letter was sent in to us from cherished listener of the show, Duffo, uh, in regards to our most recent bonus episode, Dr. Jackoff and Mr. Hyde's in the bathroom and says he has diarrhea. <laughs> uh, and he just wanted to sort of provide some context for some things we were talking about. Now, Lucy, uh, you weren't on that episode. I wasn't. I've simply seen the title, which is very descriptive. Yeah. It is wonderful. <laughs> I think it gets straight to the point of it. It was about a guy who uh, was jacking off uh, from 2am to 4.30 in the morning in the bathroom hiding from his wife. And then he's told his wife that he had diarrhea and then said, no, I was jacking off. And we talked about how long it's appropriate to jack off for. And apparently uh, we're prudes about this. Oh. Uh, We are lightweights. Uh, Duffo writes, hi, Bunta Vista. In the Lucy-less paging Dr. Lucy, which, okay, fair enough, uh, you discuss a man who jerks off for two and a half hours in the bathroom and suggest that it may be a sign of addiction and put him at risk of erectile dysfunction. There are definitely problems in that relationship and your concerns could be on the money, but as online citizens, I do think your Overton window for these matters may need to shift a little. Personally, I jerk off a normal amount that does not need to be commented on. (laughs) (laughs) I usually find my not-safe-for-work material on Discord servers that helpfully categorize the things you might be interested in. As you can imagine, the people who are regular posters in these Discords are hypersexual personalities who love oversharing. Mm -hmm. For these porn enthusiasts, a regular jerk-off session is somewhere in the two-to-four-hour range. Mm. Several people exceed this with alarming regularity. Here are some confessions I have collected for you. And just to be clear, these are other people, things other people have said. This is not Duffo. He's normal about masturbating. I quit my job in June 2021 to focus full-time on stroking. I'm sorry? I quit my job in June 2021 to focus full-time on stroking. Stroking what? His penis. Oh, I've, arranged, I've averaged six to eight hours a day every day during that period. My new job starts next week, so that will change. But it's been an amazing half a year. Wife <laughs> has no idea, as I kept renting the office I had before I quit and would go there and stroke solidly nine to five every day. Um, no, I'm refusing to believe um, that one. Do you reckon it's, they're like mm. going out for the like office hours lunch rush? Like they've done like four hours and they're like, whoop. Time to go get a little rice noodle bowl. <laughs> <laughs> a little it's bit of blood <laughs> soaking through the front of their pants. It's like when people retire, you can't just go from like 
work to nothing. You've got to find yeah. something to fill your days with. And I think it's probably a responsible thing. What I wanted to know is how many cums are we talking? That's what, That's my first thought. Like, are you jerking off all day for one? I mean, or are you doing regular ones? Imagine what a cum it would be. You know? It's a one hell of a cum. What if it just wasn't that great? To. Imagine one big... <laughs> no. uh, here's another one. Quit me job and took a sabbatical in July. Saved up enough for six months. Have been edging ten hours a day every day for five months. <laughs> one left before I start back. It's been totally worth it. What? Like... <laughs> I enjoy the human orgasm as much as anyone else. I don't know if you do. No, I'm not. <laughs> Sorry. I'm probably not, it seems like you don't. Not as much as these people. I just don't think that I could take off uh, six months of the year uh, <laughs> for wanking. <laughs> <laughs> and that one, that one we know is if he hits his goal, that's one come per yeah. 10 hour session. Yes. That's that just, I'd get unreal. bored. My thoughts would begin to drift. My mind would start to wander. Yeah. I. Well, maybe that's part of it. Oh, it's like, um, it's like meditation. Yeah. Mm. Occupying yourself so you can, yeah, all right. I don't think that's what this guy is doing. Mm. I think he's, I think that's what he's doing. I think he's designing. Ten hours is insane. Yeah. What if he was doing it like while studying or something like that? It's just a little bonus. What, he's like getting a PhD, but the whole time he's got his dick out. Yeah. yeah. I've got one more here for you. Go on. What a fucking weekend! Four exclamation marks. I broke the 40 hours barrier again. I jerked for 41.5 hours on Saturday and Sunday combined. Why don't you sleep? You're not sleeping enough. I passed out with my dick in my hand, uh, that weird sort of drooly emoji twice. Yeah. What um, an I amazing you weekend. Are, you, you, like, you skipped a sentence in there. Okay, because I Why don't think that? I understand it. Is that... Do you know who that is? I'm, I'm guessing that might be his mistress or his mummy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I was talking about his real mummy here. I we? thought maybe it might have been some sort of adult... Uh, what's the what's the website? Some sort of OnlyFans personality or something. Oh, I was reading it as uh, guess no, what? Think, All from Mummy Remy. I think you might be right though, because I just googled that in incognito because I'm not insane, mm-hmm. uh, and they, I got nothing. So they did a 41.5 hour jerk off session in a 48 hour period, uh, all for Mummy Remy. What an amazing weekend! Can't wait for the next weekend. Two more drool emojis. When are you cleaning your house? Mm. You know, you've got five days of work. You've got two days of staying awake for the entire weekend, uh, grinding your penis into a stump. When yeah. are you doing your chores? You when are you doing anything? When are you having lunch? Who's I cooking? Clean- <laughs> 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 yeah, I get, a little, I get a little hangry by like 10, 10.30 a.m. Imagine the power of those forearms, though. That's so much exercise. Mm. Mm. Well, I mean, that's your first mistake. You're not going not gonna to get into a 40-hour session using your forearms to masturbate. I'm sorry. You have to kind of change your shoulder. Yeah, shoulder and bicep. You need to change your technique. You need to revise, unlearn some habits. Mm. I hope this contextualizes the behavior of Dr. Jacker for you. Yeah, thank I you. I do not yeah, approve or endorse. I simply report the facts. <laughs> thank you. So I, much. I honestly don't 
think I knew what I was dealing with. No. Hmm. I wouldn't say this makes me feel any better about the information. I Well, okay. So, I will say that just because, like, these guys exist doesn't mean that two and a half, <laughs> two hours, and a half hours is, is fine. also fine. <laughs> I think it's fine now. Actually, I've taken the mean and I think it's it's good. <sighs> Jack off George is an outlier. <laughs> it should not be counted. Just like, I can't. This is, and these are, I, it's nice that these people have found supporting communities where they can, they can share this sort of thing and have people it. say, congratulations. But like, life is finite. There is only so yeah. much time in a week. If, is this the thing? You like you may as well just be fucking wired up to That's a tube. You. You're spending it going to work, Ben. You could yeah. be spending it jacking off for forty one hours. It is true. You don't see me at the club. <laughs> I don't. I don't see you in the bathroom for two and a half hours. <laughs> oh, that's um. Now imagine if there was a way for you to see other people in the bathroom. It's time for the whole report. <laughs> It starts making sense as you have the fence voices calling. You're falling. This is from WTMJ News in Milwaukee. <laughs> South Milwaukee home features four toilet communal bathroom. <laughs> oh, no. No. <laughs> no. When you're looking for a new home, two things that are always on the must-have list are a specific number of bedrooms and bathrooms. You may feel that any home you buy has to have at least two bathrooms, or three, or four. But what if there was how, a house how that How the ha- fuck can that be? How is that? I don't, what's like the thing we were talking about uh, with the like Americans having these mansions where there's like one bathroom for every bedroom? Like, yeah. Welcome to my 18-bathroom house. And you say, like, yeah. God. You have to check each one all the time to see if anyone's done a nasty shit in there? Yeah. So much effort. You have to employ someone full-time. What if there was a house that had four bathrooms in one? I'm listening. It feels like that makes it one bathroom. That's one bathroom. That's one bathroom that you've got. Yeah. One South Milwaukee home is popping up all over social media due to the uniqueness of one of its three bathrooms. The home, which was built in 1851 by the Fowl family, Mm -hmm. features a bathroom (laughs) that has not one toilet, but four. That's right, the home has a communal bathroom. But what makes the bathroom even more strange is the lack of partitions. The toilets are simply sitting there next to each other with nothing separating them. (laughs) (laughs) So while multiple people can use the bathroom at once, they will have to look at each other while they do it. Have you seen a picture of this? Is there a picture? I have, yes. Uh, I should have dropped one of the thing, but it's literally... Just describe which way. Are the toilets facing each other? No, they're, they're parallel... You know, you're all looking okay. dead forward. But you're all actually looking at a mirror, though, because you're directly <laughs> across from the vanity. Oh, okay. So you are staring into each other's eyes. Or it the is floor. at least, like, good manners to pick the toilet that's furthest away from anybody that's already already in there. You don't want to yes. be a freak about it. Don't be weird. Don't, yeah. <laughs> don't make this weird. Don't make it weird. No, you kind of want to go the the one that puts one toilet between you because you don't want to say, I'm disgusted by you. You just yeah. want to say, I'm politely giving you some space. Mm. Yes. Mm-hmm. The home is called the Hawthorne House. It is a farmhouse that was built in 1851 and eventually was donated to the Girl Scouts of America who made additions including the unique bathroom. Okay. I mean, okay. 
Well, uh, yeah. So sure, it, sure, but also yeah, but still but, <laughs> okay, but what, okay, at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> According to Jane De Christopher, a broker associated with Marla Sotheby's International Realty in Milwaukee. Herbert Hoover's wife shared tea with Girl Scouts there. Now, I assume they mean in the house, not in the bathroom specifically. The previous owner owned the home for 40 years. and The current owner purchased it two years ago with plans of making it into an Airbnb. In all that time, there were never partitions between the toilets. Well, I guess no- you're not using them. Why would you put partitions in there? You're not going to use them at all, right? But why would you? Do you unplumb them? Like how a couple of decorative. like how one of the smokestacks on the Titanic <laughs> was fake. You've got a couple of fake toilets in there and just two real ones. Yeah, just sort of make the house a little grander. Yeah. Like oh don't shit those are those are decorative toilets. Those are purely they? decorative toilets. Please don't shit in them. <laughs> like let's say you lived in that house. What's your strategy here? Do you mm. sort of form a like an informal set of rules? Around being like, okay, guys, we're sick of cleaning four toilets. Just use the closest one to the door. Oh no, I'm gonna look. I'm gonna propose an alternative here, which is mm-hmm. to say, if you use toilets less frequently, you don't have to clean them as often. So you're rotating your toilet. There's minimum each visit. of six toilets in this house. Mm, okay. Six sides on a dice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could use a sort of ticket system where if your number is... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, something. Yeah. Modulo 6 equals Modulo zero. 6. That's yeah. right. Thank you. Uh, and you <laughs> I'm sure you could get guests to understand that system where you just have <laughs> a string of tickets on the door with your toilet number is... Yeah. And uh, ticket number six, percentage 6 Take equals, remainder. Yeah. 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 I think the problem here would be like, you know, if you, you own, say you're someone in your early 20s and you're not great at just like getting on top of your stuff while you you have a kitchen or a shared kitchen or whatever. And if you have tons of plates and bowls, mm. you will just use all of them yeah. before being like, you won't clean as you need them. You'll go like, well, I'll just grab one of the clean bowls. <clears throat> and then a week later, you're like, holy fuck. I so think trouble. Yeah. you would slowly destroy all four toilets and then eventually be like, oh, shit. Now I've got to clean four toilets and at now once. now it's toilet cleaning day again. Yeah. Have a yeah. working bee. You get it all sorted yeah. out. Good for another couple of months. Get some people around. Put some beers on. Everyone pick <laughs> a toilet. <laughs> oh, no. No, not that one. That's the one where we put the ice and beers in. <laughs> <laughs> when all you've got is toilets, everything looks like... <laughs> <laughs> on January 3rd, the home was put back on the market. Zillow had Hawthorne House listed for $450,000. And Christopher said there were around 25 showings in just about one week. Now, however, an owner, the owner has accepted an offer. Since 1851, several people have owned this house and no one added partitions to the bathroom. Uh, could the new owners be the ones to make the addition? Don't know. Sh- sure. Anything could, could happen. You well, could probably just, just get rid of three of the toilets. <laughs> yeah, I just. But then you end up with like a freakishly large bathroom with just one toilet in it, which has its which own. Which is also sort of, it's put weird put when you're in one of those large bath bathrooms. Upsetting. Oh yeah, clawfoot bathtub. Yeah. Mm. Do you reckon maybe they're like running afoul of like heritage protection stuff? Maybe. Like oh, the, that toilet's an antique. Oh, the people are like no, no, no. The unique uh, four four toilet no partition quadra shit. 
bathroom <laughs> that you have. A uh, Milwaukee it, style. Yeah. <laughs> called a Milwaukee bungalow. <laughs> <laughs> Did we talk about this on the podcast thing that was going around last week about the fucking... Uh, what state was it? It was like one of the, like, Wisconsin or something. One uh, of the cheese states. Where, like, you have a freestanding toilet in your basement that has no walls hiding it from the rest of the basement. No. What you the see fuck? That? Oh, no. I'm going to look this up. Okay. Uh, okay. Basement toilet regional. That'll surely get us there. Mm. And that's not a competition for the best basement toilet in the region. <laughs> uh, it's the Pittsburgh toilet. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a, not a sex act. <laughs> a Pittsburgh toilet, often called a Pittsburgh potty, is a common fixture in pre-World War II houses built in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, United States, and the surrounding region. It consists of an ordinary flush toilet installed in the basement with no surrounding walls. <laughs> Why? Most of these toilets are paired with a crude basement shower apparatus and a large sink, which often doubles as a laundry basin. I'm looking at pictures. There's some Pittsburgh potties in here. <laughs> oh my god, what do you a- think the do you think the cutover like regionally happens all of a sudden or is it like a, a sort of graduating thing where you go from Pennsylvania toilet to Pittsburgh toilet style as the uh partition wall gets smaller and more ornate and then just it's disappears entirely. Bamboo screen, <laughs> hanging curtain, bead curtain, nothing. <laughs> oh now we're in Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh. <laughs> So this is sorry. I'm continuing for the Wikipedia article here because there is some wonderful phrasing here. Uh, because Western Pennsylvania is a steep topographical zone, many basements have their own entryway, allowing homeowners to enter from their yard or garage, cleanse themselves yeah, in their basement, they and mean, then take ascend. a quick shit. <laughs> well, you don't want to carry those turds up the toilet with you up the this, stairs. Up with the you. stairs. This <laughs> is like exactly describing the ritual that, uh, like the. Christian idea of baptism came from the idea of you descend down a stairwell, you cleanse, and then you ascend having been purified. <laughs> That's what we call the Pittsburgh baptism where I'm from, which is coming home from work, doing a nasty shit, hopping straight into your, your shower, and then going upstairs and saying, honey, I'm home. What the fuck? The toilet fixtures would also limit the harm of sewage backups in hilly Pittsburgh, providing a lower flushable outlet than the main part of the house. What is up with American toilets? <laughs> so you should be using your Pittsburgh toilet. You want to use the lowest altitude toilet you can find. Yeah. Well, it's just it's just gravity, isn't it? Turds are going to want to go downwards. <laughs> Origin. These toilets largely serve to prevent sewage backups from flooding the living areas of homes. As sewage backups tend to flood the lowest fixture in a residence, a Pittsburgh toilet would help to fix would be the fixture to overflow. So that's why there's no walls? Is you don't want to just like open a door yeah, and realize none of this that you describes that there's no walls to the toilet. It's just how we do things in Pittsburgh. This is historically an industrial town. Toilets such as these were said to be used by steel workers and miners. Grimy from the day's labour, they could use an exterior door to enter the basement directly from outside and use the basement's shower and toilet before heading upstairs. That doesn't explain the lack of walls still. Yeah, it's very still much. Oh, well. Maybe you Philadelphia people like your beaded curtain around your toilet, but that's not how we do things here in Pittsburgh. <laughs> here, if you have to go take the washing out of the dryer, you, there should be a 50-50 chance you'll see someone taking the most heinous shit you've ever smelled in your life. 
<laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> oh, Imagine how terrible that toilet would get. Imagine like you've if... just you've just come home. You you're uh, <laughs> from your your ten hour shift at grease trap cleaner at KFC. <laughs> <laughs> You put your horrible cake down on this disgusting toilet. <laughs> Just unload. The idea of having vernacular, like, <laughs> regional toilets is so funny. Yeah, we just have normal toilets in Australia. Sometimes but, they're in their own room, sometimes in a, sh- in a room with a shower. Although, do you, have you ever lived in a, a share house in Queensland at all where it's not an outhouse, but, like door to the toilet is on like the landing of the stairs so like no. it's slightly outside the house but not really uh a couple of my friends have had those just in like shitty old queenslanders where like you would go out the back door and then you would be on the back deck and there'd be the stairs down but to your right there'd be the door that was the bathroom so that door faced the outside world yeah hmm. which um you know if you yeah, had a view from of, that deck yeah it's pretty kind good. of beautiful yeah yeah, carve a little, of... carve, carve a little like quarter moon out of the door so you can yeah. see out. Yeah, so everyone can see you. Mm-hmm. Yep, being peeped on in your Queenslander toilet would truly be the one thing you didn't want to happen while you were taking a shit in there. It's time for the one thing we didn't want to happen. This is the one thing we didn't want to happen. No, I like your little segues yeah, here, Ben. They're, they're straight to the point. I you know, don't Andrew. Fuck around with him. <laughs> he loves taking his time with it. He's edging his segues all the time. He's yeah, like, he, oh. and he doesn't care how long they take. That's the he's that's not the important bit. <laughs> um, this story is really grim. I just want to say that in advance um, because the everything else we've said so far has been like toilet stuff. Uh, should have maybe done this one first. This is from WSYX News in Columbus, Ohio. Columbus family traumatized after finding wrong woman in their loved one's casket. (laughs) It's a little bit funny. Mm, Like it's a little bit funny. Tiny little bit funny. Whoops. (laughs) (laughs) That's a perfect impression of what the funeral director said as he got that phone call. (laughs) This is the wrongest I've ever gotten it. The family of Sonia White was preparing to lay their loved one to rest at a local funeral home, only to find the casket contained the body of a stranger. It was traumatic. No one should have to go through that with their loved one, White's cousin Lisa Harden said. Harden said she went with White's daughters and other family members to a special viewing Monday afternoon. Quote, when we walked in there, it was a different body in her casket, with her clothes on, her undergarments, her buckeye earrings and her wig. We were very devastated. We were all crying. Oh, oh no! How I do they just like the gone and they like. Oh, it's not on? like they just pulled the wrong one out. Yeah, they, like they put her clothes. On. They had the wrong body from the start. Oh, mm. that means someone else is also going to have a very embarrassing mishap at their funeral. Yeah, that's a real. But if she's in there, then yeah. oh no. <laughs> <sighs> we were very upset. Because uh, we were already having a yeah. hard time. Yes. Yeah, I would imagine. Uh, to go and view her body, and then when we walked in, it was a whole other body to have to sit there. For us to view a body at 4.30, and then they tell us to come back at 6.30 because they had to swap them out and change the earrings, Harden said. Harden said that was too much. Jesus Christ. You never <laughs> want 
anyone in charge of anything to do with the grieving process to be like, uh, hey, can you come back a little bit later? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, we've got um, we've got some trainees in at the moment. Still we've working a, the process out. We've had a little bit of a whoopsie here. Um, and if you could just maybe go around the corner and grab a bite to eat and then yeah. come back, we should hopefully have this sorted out. It's just it's nothing to worry about. It's just a classic wrong corpse situation. I, it, it does not raise more questions than answers. It, no, don't think about it too much. What if there wasn't a viewing? Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. that, well, then you've got two angry ghosts. Yeah, that's how you get really angry ghosts. <laughs> that's how you get psychotically angry ghosts. You dress them in the wrong wig. Yeah, Buckeye earrings. You get haunted by some woman that's like the, uh, just look, looks just like uh, your, your mum's hair, your mum's earrings and dress. And un- undergarments as well. And, uh, and undergarments, very important. Yeah. Hey, those look just like my mum's um, G-string. Uh, you wear says. my mum's G-string? <laughs> Guys, wear my mum's G-string. The G-string of my deceased mother? <laughs> Sonia's sister, Keisha Givens, said they chose a scarlet casket since the 51-year-old was an avid Buckeye fan. Quote, everything we picked for my sister, we picked with love. Exactly what we thought she would have liked, Givens said. Sonia's daughter, Courtney White, said her mother died unexpectedly. It was already an awful experience, and then for that to happen just makes it worse, Courtney said. No one from the Marlon Gray, sorry, Marlon Gary funeral home returned AB6 on your side's phone calls. Family said the owner apologised for the mix-up and agreed to pick up the tab for the services. Yeah, I mean, I probably wouldn't pick up the phone either for a while. Yeah, I'd probably be having a, a pretty bad day, I'd yeah. imagine. Do you yeah, reckon... I'd be. The phrasing, pick up the tab, was theirs. Yeah, it's a strange phrasing, huh? Yeah. To just hey, be like, this hey, one's on us. This is, yeah, this one's on the house. Just yeah, this tapping one's on the, the counter. House. It's just a freebie off. for you. Yeah. You get the wrong corpse, it's free. Oh. <laughs> that's, that's our guarantee. The, the family said the owner had been in hot water about a decade ago for a mix-up with a baby's remains. Oh, now my God. This. What? <laughs> this is not your first mix-up? <laughs> But also, is that how is that like common knowledge? Why do you did know people, that? Is that? Did just... you go to the funeral home that you know had the baby mix up? Yeah, well, everyone's like, don't one, go to Marlon Gary. Yeah. You know what happened there with the baby and you're like, nah, it's gonna be fine. Won't happen to us. Yeah. No, it only happens once and then you learn that lesson. Oopsie doopsie. Quote, it's like, is this the very first time this has happened? Why us? I don't want to wish that on anyone else, but why did we have to experience that? asked daughter Kavina White. Did we check that the um that she didn't die through some sort of face-off accident? She did say it was unexpected. <laughs> that would be very unexpected. She died mid Freaky Friday. That <laughs> <laughs> was unfortunately both the freakiest and final Friday of her life. <laughs> The daughters said they are sorry for the family of the other woman who was first in their mother's casket, as they were also likely traumatized. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. It's a one-in, one-out situation. Uh, you expect your loved one, when they pass, to be handled with care. And to be that careless with someone else's family member is inexcusable, Given said. The family said they want to be advocates for others who may experience similar issues and plan to file a complaint with the State of Ohio Board of Embalmers and Funeral Directors. My goodness. Although I would say the treatment that they got was probably preferable than the episode that we did on um, blast testing... Uh, and organ <laughs> removal and subsequent 
sale on the grey market. What was the name of that episode? Uh, Non-a-blast testing. <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah. Oh, nope. It is episode 110, blast testing. Just blast testing. All right. Yeah. Yeah, we're getting better at our episode names, I think. Yeah, I think so yeah. too. Really improving. Fuck, this also made me think a little bit about... Um, oh, God damn, now I'm going to fucking pause it. What was the baby swap? The fungible baby? Yeah, completely, completely fungible, fungible baby. baby. Where yeah. we talked about the, the baby swap, which that was a fucking harrowing story. But also, the thing that gets me with this is, obviously, this and the baby swap are unbelievable like horrendous traumatizing things to have happen to you and like a crazy crazy slip up with just unbelievable shocking ramifications but also statistically even if this only happens one in a million times it's gonna happen yeah 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 you're gonna have a whoopsie you're gonna have a every whoopsie. so often you're gonna forget what order you put your toe tags in yeah yeah everybody has a whoopsie at their job Gonna have a coffin flop. Just. I showed uh, I showed coffin flops to my sister when I was on holidays with Mackay, and she kind of looked at me like, "Is this the sort of thing that you find funny?" <laughs> and I realised that you know, uh, in a lot of ways, we're quite different people. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's not funny to everybody. I mean, it's pretty. Funny. It it's pretty. It's pretty fucking funny. Yeah, I hope those guys are all right. Probably not. I mean. You laugh the, about it the later. The corpses? Like, would you laugh about it later? I, think I don't you'd know. I'd laugh if... about it later. I'd want people to laugh if it were me yeah. being yeah. the freaky Friday corpse. Yeah, or if my corpse kind of like fell out of the wet pine at the bottom of my coffin and I sort of rolled nude down the little dirt hill. Like, I'm just saying, and put this in my will if you must, or at least I'll tell you guys so you can re- relay that information. If you go to an open casket viewing of me after my tragic death and there is a 75-year-old Vietnamese lady in ruggers and blundstones, <laughs> you're allowed to laugh at the situation. You can yeah. get some chuckles out of that. You know? I want yeah, you to and laugh. And similarly, if you are uh, <laughs> part of a, <laughs> a large extant Vietnamese family <laughs> and you open... There is a coffin to find a 36-year-old man in, in your grandmother's dress. Tell him he looks nice. He does look kind of nice with it, though. Man, it's incredible what those makeup technicians could do. Very impressive. Damn, Auntie looks gorgeous today. <laughs> That's uh, your crime pass for the week, mm. is you can make a tiny whoopsie at work, even if the work that you do is critically important for people's mental well-being yeah. and has huge ramifications in their lives. Uh, especially you, Theo. Do yeah. a little fuck up at work. Sure, See what happens. Yeah. yeah. What's the worst that could happen? Uh, if you're you one are... of our like um, child forklift horde that's been <laughs> now employed by the federal government, just have some fun with it. Just kind of like, you know, see if you can do a full 360 with a pallet loaded. Mm. I mean, I don't whip, know whip if that like... that bad boy around. You know, different people have had different childhoods. But like, I feel like everyone had to fuck around on a forklift when they were a teenager at some point, right? Like... Yeah. No, I haven't. I you, haven't go, you got an uncle with a place? And he's I like, don't. yeah, go on then, Ben, give it a try. And then I you're don't. like, My Whoa. uncle was a pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> Is that real? One of them. Huh. Sorry. 
I don't. Did he have a forklift though? <laughs> no, but I think he invented the uh, the. <laughs> Um, the you have to like uh, the the breathalyzer um in your in your ignition that gets installed if you do too many DUIs. Yeah. Yep. Or that's what my parents came up with to explain why he had a breathalyzer in his car hooked up to the ignition. I got some questions and probably some regrets that I'm forming. You should already. probably think about them for the rest of the evening. Um, this is a, not a story that I've told on the podcast at all because it's absolutely heinous. But um, since it's come up, uh, last year I found out that like a family friend of ours when I was growing up was a uh, was a paedophile. Um, and I found out accidentally because I was uh, I was on the phone to my mum, and she was talking about how. Uh, she had Googled someone's name for some reason, like from Harvey Bay, uh, just to, I don't know, look them up or whatever. And then they had come up in the results for a Courier-Mail article that was like, the worst crimes to have ever happened in Bundaberg was like the headline oh. of the article. Mm-hmm. And it was behind a paywall, so she couldn't see what it was. And I was like, oh, okay. But then I opened that article while I was on the phone to her. And then the lead image of it, uh, was the face of a man who worked at a hobby shop that I worked at in Bundaberg uh, illegally when I was 14 and I wasn't really employed there. I was getting paid cash and commission. It was very dodgy. Uh, and I was like, huh, that's um, that's slightly concerning. Uh, and then I was like, oh, wait, I have a I have a sign in for this because of work. And then had logged in. Uh, turns out the man was a, he was a pedophile. I was convicted for having a child pornography collection. It's pretty Yikes. weird. Yeah, yeah, that's going to get a yikes from me. That was a, a big yikes moment. Mm. But also, mum had like said that as a joke. Like, when I was like, oh, I wonder what this is for. She was like, oh, he was pretty creepy. And, uh, yeah. He sure was. Yeah. Well, anyway, that's been Bunta Vista. Mm-hmm. That's uh, a comedy, fun comedy story podcast. to end yeah. that on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a great episode. I had fun. <laughs> you know how like uh, It's really only like the last 10 minutes Of like a movie or a concert or whatever That is really how you think about it at the end yeah. Is like the lasting impression Which is why movie executives are so uh, Focused on having happy endings and stuff Because that's generally how people rate things anyway, I'm glad I put that at the end of the episode yeah. Me too Yeah, But like then sometimes you've got movies like Pi Which you know end with a man Drilling into his own brain no, no, that ends with a man sitting on a bench smiling because he had a nice interaction with a young girl that lives in his building. Mm. Haven't seen he's it. so happy. He's just he's doing so, little smiles he's, he's because he can't little, do maths. He's doing little smiles. He's like the opposite of you. <laughs> <laughs> Unless. <laughs> no, no power tools today. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Buena Vista. Check out the Patreon uh, if you're not already supporting us. That would be lovely. I use that money to buy weed. And we will catch you next week. Stay safe out there. Check yeah. to see what the worst crimes are in the town that you live in. Yeah. You might be surprised who comes up. <laughs> Number 14 will shock you. <laughs> start with a list of your uh, sort of medium distance family members and just start just start duck duck going. <laughs> I googled my family members and friends and I'm low key shook. <laughs> anyway, bye. Bye bye. <Bye-bye. laughs>